Welcome to another episode of Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. We've got an outstanding guest today that you may be intrigued by his not so unique name, but I'll get to that in just a minute. First, to thank our sponsors, wonderful sponsors. Delighted to be uh, working with them and looking forward to working with them uh, individually more closely as we get rolling here. But it, first of all, obviously, Beckett Media, no longer associated with them in a, in a formal sense, but I have a lot of friends there and uh, great memories of Beckett Publications in the prior regime. But Beckett Media includes Beckett Grading Services and Beckett Authentication Services and so many other things that they do, all found at Beckett.com. Burbank Sports Cards, my good friend Rob Veris, outstanding card shop, ComC, uh, a place I use, ComC.com, C-O-M-C.com, a place that I use for selling some of my extra stuff. Heritage Auctions, Chris Ivey has helped me. Uh, I've, I guess I've, I've bought and sold, I think, on Heritage and look forward to doing more of that in the future. Huggins & Scott Auctions, Bill Huggins runs a very interesting auction company, again, that I have used and hope to use more in the future and recommend. Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Mike Fruitman, a new friend, but it has a great thing going up in Aurora, Colorado. Panini, I work with Tracy Hackler, but there's so many others of uh, Beckett Publications Alumni Association at Panini. So a lot of great things happening at Panini. Tops, what can you say about Tops? First cards I had. Worked with Clay Lorasky over the years. Looking forward to working with Susan as well. Upper Deck, uh, knew Richard McWilliam back in the day from the very earliest days. Did a, a, a lot of amazing things. Grant Sandgrounds, one of my, uh, just an, another great uh, former uh, colleague of mine when, when we were working back in the day. But my special guest today is my nephew. James Beckett. So it's James Beckett interviewing James Beckett. And we're going to talk about his experience. Not everybody gets the collecting gene or the collecting bug to the same degree, but many young people, James is now 13, he's very active in sports and academics and school and and a very well-rounded young man. But James, tell us about your collecting experience uh, of uh, mostly a few years ago yeah um my collecting experience was basically it started all I was like nine or ten and at this uh Marcus Smart basketball camp uh, a lot of my friends were had car- had cards and were exchanging and trading and I that got me intrigued and instead of like using your money to buy food or like water from the vending machine I spent it on um cards at this uh card shop now your dad may not have approved of you forsaking water for cards but in in my home that's 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 uh that's virtuous that's virtuous don't want you to starve or die of thirst but um that's uh an indication of how important cards are to some people and um you know, Marcus Smart uh, is was at the same school 
that you'll be going to. Yeah. And yes. he played with two of your other nephews, my, or my nephews, your your cousins, who were on those uh, championship teams with him and 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 played a lot. And uh, Marcus was the star, but he, you know, it was basketball is a team game. You play basketball. Mm-hmm. And do. why do you enjoy basketball more than the other sports? I enjoy basketball because I've that was really like the first sport like I really got into and like I feel I can practice like moves by myself like I don't have to have other people with me to play basketball and like my friend group that I have like going away from basketball would like some of my fr- me and my friends would like not we would drift away and I think that basketball is a place that I, I, I do for um, to be with my friends and just to make myself happy. Well, plus you're good. I've seen you play. You're good. But can you imagine it when you're growing up and you're, you're close to it now, would it make sense for a person that loved basketball and didn't love baseball to collect baseball cards? Or vice versa. I mean, don't you, isn't the collecting interest that you had in basketball cards, it wasn't so much hockey cards or football or baseball, but you love basketball and it's a way for you to identify, I guess, with your favorite players. Yeah. Um, like I would, I would like say if I, my favorite team, and it still is the Oklahoma City Thunder, and say. Ouch. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. And oh, you got to switch to the to the Rockets now, though, don't you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who they get if they trade Chris Paul. Maybe, maybe, but the, we'll see. Their their team is pretty gutted at this point with losing yeah. uh, PG thirteen as well. So, but it is fun to 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 connect collecting, and so you've. I guess stopped collecting now. Yeah, I have. I feel like it was because, like... Did your friends keep going, or...? No, none of my friends really kept going. We all pretty much just stopped at the the same time. Um, But I think that... Like, I I might, like, look into it a little bit more. Like, talking to you has really, like, made me think about it more. And, um, you know... I, if I could like get my friends into it, we could like. Yeah. It would be fun again. That'd be fun. I mean, trading yeah. is fun. Uh, you know, buying and selling on some level of whatever level you want. It's it it can be fun. But before anybody wants to be critical of my nephew of only collecting from when he was ten to twelve, more you know more seriously, that's exactly what I did. My big years were ten, eleven, and twelve. And at 13, like James is now, I didn't really collect. They were there, but I'd moved into middle school, and I was just into other things. But what I'm hopeful for James and his other uh, friends and contemporaries that that there would be um, there there would be interest uh, at some point in the future. And it's just important for cards. I mean, the sport is still on his radar, and he's still actively playing a lot in tournaments and and uh, on on these uh, good teams. But the collecting aspect sometimes kicks in later. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you know at at some point it's it's kind of cool to do it 
at 12, but not so much at 13. Yeah. So what, what's that about? Was it, was, was it just because everybody stopped or were there, or, or were there, um, were, were they going after just, uh, really expensive cards or, or just having the fun of having cards that you can carry in your, in your, in your backpack? Yeah. So, um, after like I was doing these basketball cards, I kind of moved on to like Pokemon cards because okay. a lot of like some of my friends, they switched over to that because there's more, there are more people doing Pokemon cards than basketball cards. So like you could trade more and like it was just, it was better all around. So I think that once you get into middle school, those kind of things don't look that cool. And like, I feel like that's the mindset of a lot of people. Like I have to be really cool in middle school. Right. Like, but so very understandable. Yeah. What? Uh, who's your favorite player now? Is it still Westbrook, or can I convince you to be a Luca? I mean, I, I'm I'm between Luca Doncic right now and Kevon Looney. Those. Oh my goodness. Those two. Whenever the ball gets to him, he will do his work. Uh, unselfish years. for yeah. sure. Yeah. He's been in the shadows for years. And then Russell's going to go wild, and he's going to be an amazing uh, force still. But how they play, not sure. Made him, like, become – he was such an important part of the team that even with his, like, chest injury, he yeah. still had to play. He gutted through. Yeah. yeah. And well, he's, he's an important part of a, of a championship team, but perhaps Luka Doncic will be an important part of – Luca has the stats, and he of he the does. of the guys that came out last year, he by far was the top rookie card and the top rookie, obviously. Trey Young, some credit to him, but in Dallas and in the Dallas suburbs, Luca is a must see because he's got a lot of highlights. Even though he's not the fastest, he's not the biggest, he's not even the quickest, but he's cagey. He's very cagey for nineteen and just turned twenty. Yeah. So do you pattern your game after Russell Westbrook or Luca? I mean, I pattern my game after both, I guess, because I feel like on defense, I want to be like Russell Westbrook, like super aggressive, mm-hmm. like all in their face. But on offense, I think that like that soft floater he has yeah, and like his dribble moves. Well, uh, Luca is always in good. control. Russell Westbrook, not so much. Yeah. The question is, can Luca play... Can either one of those guys play without the ball as much? Or they need to be maximally effective? I know that I've watched you play. You're, you're very much of a team player. You, you, you're a good shooter. You, you have good moves. But you understand the team concept. And so if you're going to pattern after Russell Westbrook, what's your advice to Russell Westbrook for going to the Rockets when, he, I, when James Harden is already there? And wants the ball. I think that, well, a lot of my friends are saying that they're going to put James Harden as the point guard and have Russell Westbrook as a two guard. So I think that he's going to wait, and then whenever the ball gets to him, uh, there's uh, there's there's still amazing things that can happen when you open up a pack. You might not get anything great, but you might get something great, and at some point. I think kids and adults enjoy that aspect of it, of buying mm-hmm. a pack of cards, not knowing what you're going to get inside. 
Well, we're almost at the end of our time. Uh, I was just wondering, again, what what uh, what are what are some of your career aspirations? I don't think mine were to have a company that did price guides and stuff about sports cards, but you're 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 more interested in aviation and aeronautics, and you're a little bit of a math guy like me. Where, where do you think you're going to be in ten years? I think in ten years I'm going to be. I, I'm working. I want to work for like Google or Apple, one of those big companies in like computer science, or like or working with Boeing on like maybe a all electric commercial airplane. That that would be sounds very cool. Yeah. And of course, if you have a job like that, it means you'll be making enough money to get back into collecting. So. <laughs> Let's let's stop there, James. Thanks for your time today and for your candid answers. I don't. I I I would like to say you're the average thirteen year old, but you're not. You're way way above average and not typical in so many ways that you're exceptional. I'm delighted to have you as my nephew. Thank you for giving me some time and our listeners some time to hear what's uh, what's your perspective. So thanks everybody for listening in. Thank you, James, for being here, and we'll do some more podcasting tomorrow. Thanks.